Industry Under Pressure. Innovation in its finest hour. This is the Oil & Gas Technology Podcast, where sharp minds reveal the brilliance and sheer determination turning great ideas into new realities. Hear about how it happens in real life with your host, Michael O'Sullivan. The views of the host are expressly his own and should not be construed as the views of any other corporation, consortium, governing body, or interplanetary federation. So, those of you who grew up in and around the oil field, particularly, yeah, well, I want to say, you know, I, re- I relate everything to Texas because this is where I've spent um, my entire grown-up life. But uh, this is true. This is true all over. This is everywhere. And you might be able to guess, those of you who grew up around or maybe your family was in oil or you had, you had other extended friends and family in the oil business, then you might be able to guess why I have a particular song stuck in my head today. And the song is, well, I mean, I would, I would play a clip of it for you, but as you know, we are not a radio station, so we are not licensed to do that. However, uh, I think I could tell you that, I mean, I could say the title of the song, right? The, the, the song is Pennies from Heaven. I mean, you, I mean, some of you must remember Pennies from Heaven, right? Remember, every time it rains, it rains, Pennies from Heaven. That was the Louis Prima version with the sunshine and macaroni. But, but a lot of people, um, a lot of people did did pennies from heaven, and uh, and it's a fun song. And and it, and why and why am I thinking about it? Because uh, it's true that this industry has created a tremendous amount of wealth for people uh, over the many decades, and um, and and continues to do so. Um, now it used to be, I mean, I remember moving here, um, you know, as a teenager, I I mean, I don't want to say what decade it was, but, um, we did, we felt a little bit like we missed the party when we we got here, like, like the big all money had, had been made and, 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 you know, and it's not, I mean, I mean, it's a great thing. And you saw there were certain people who had benefited from that tremendously, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, maybe uh, they had that that gusher in the backyard that nobody knew was there until it gushed. Or uh, you know, but you had you you had to kind of be in the right place at the right time. It wasn't really like anybody. Um, I mean, it's not that it was exclusive. It's not that anybody was kept out of it. But uh, to really participate in that uh, the wealth that was being created, you you kind of had to be connected to something. I don't mean connections like in the political sense, but I mean you had to you had to be connected to something that happens. Um, uh, and of course there were a lot of great jobs to be had, but, but, um, but the wealth creation wasn't always just easy for everybody to access. Um, and that's, and, and the good news is, uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. And, uh, this episode is going to be a little bit different. And I, I know I say that, um, I've been saying that a lot lately. I think I've said it a few times, like this, like we're going to do something different today, but that's good because we don't want to keep talking about the same stuff over and over again. So this is definitely not the same stuff over and over again. Before we get to uh, our guest, who uh, is going to continue that pennies from <laughs> from heaven theme, um, let's see what I got to tell you about. Well, oh yeah, this is the what? This is the oil and gas tech podcast, which of course I I know you know that, but I am supposed to say it. The oil and gas tech podcast brought to you right here on the oil and gas global network, the largest and most listened to. And, and I I'm going to say that again because. Um, it's significant. Largest and most listened to podcast network for the oil and energy industry. Now, um, 
you know, now I know there are other places that you can go. It's not just, we're not the only ones. And, you know, there's some good stuff out there. But, um, you know, it, just because you say you're cool and great and fantastic doesn't make you cool and great and fantastic. Uh, because what makes you cool and great and all those things is when you bring the goods. And we bring the goods here at OGGN. So whether you're listening to this show or any of our other many shows, which you can learn about on OGGN.com, and then you can go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever you have, and, and you can listen to all these great shows. Um, I'm just going to bang into the desk a couple of more times, folks. Um, it, it's, it's a great place to come and, uh, and, and learn about what's happening in the industry and, and all, the, all the great things that we talk about. So let's see. i got to bring this back around to the guests. Well, you know what? He does a great job of, of, uh, of explaining this and introducing this himself. So I'm not really going to try to do any sort of a clever lead-in. I'm just going to say... Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm OGG and welcome to Maurice Dukes. And here we are at the fabulous Canon on the west side of Houston, where the birds are always singing and the sun is always shining and the people are always happy. And as promised... I'm sitting here with Maurice. Is it Dukes or Duke? Dukes. What Dukes. Asked. Dukes or an S. That's okay. That's all right. We uh, er, p- listeners know that I, I botch names all the time. <laughs> so Maurice Dukes from a company called Petro Funders. Correct. Funders? Petro Funders. <laughs> Petro, so there's an a, S. it's Dukes and and <laughs> Petro Funders. Um, Maurice and I ha- actually have just been sitting here uh, catching up, uh, or actually we we've never met before, so so it's not really catching up. But um, and I've been learning a little bit about what he does because you just like you're here on a quick little. Are you, did you fly in last night? Yeah, I actually flew in on Tuesday, and we were here just meeting and networking with other people in the industry that beautiful Houston. are doing deals in the royalty and mineral space. So, and, and are you, I see you got your bags. Are you headed back to the airport? I'm headed to? back probably in two hours after in this. Two hours. Okay. All right. So, unfortunately, what you are going to miss is the weather here like <laughs> tomorrow on Saturday. Right mm-hmm. now it's horrible. It's raining, it's humid, it's hot, but we got a front coming through. It's probably already cold in Denver, right? Yeah, it probably is. Yeah, yeah. So so it's too bad you're not staying for the good weather, but uh, but I appreciate you coming out in the rain. Yeah, no problem. Today. So um, so before we get into uh, so today today's uh, topic is really interesting because it's another one of those examples about how the the oil and gas industry is learning and bringing in things from other industries, which is a little bit of a new experience for mm-hmm. us, um, but um, but it, but it's working well. Before we get into that, though, um, a little bit about you. I know. So the thing that is interesting is before you got into all of this financial stuff, you were like you are a reservoir guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so. my background is in reservoir engineering, and um, even even prior to that. You know, if I go back to my entry into the oil and gas business, I started out in Bell Ridge, California, Kern County. Yeah, yeah. And um, started there as a production intern um, wow. for Era Energy. Production yep. intern. Oh, okay. Production so engineer. Era, Era would have a production intern. Yep. yep like yep. like a lot of other companies, maybe not, but Era is. Yeah, is, production engineering yeah. intern and, and, you know, finding myself lost in the field and, and not being able to get around and fast forward to. Yeah. Um, being a reservoir engineer, started out full time with QEP Resources and right, yeah, worked yeah. all over yeah, a bunch of different basins within the U.S. Yeah, um, yeah. the Bakken, Permian, Hainesville, Uinta Basin. Unconventional guy. Unconventional guy, yeah. full time. Yep. Yeah. And um, you know had a had a nice stint there, and then moved over to Karis, um 
Oil and Gas, and that was a natural gas company out of out of Denver, Colorado. They're oh, one of the man. larger natural gas producers in the state. Yeah, and yeah. I was a private equity back, and you know, just ran corporate items over there as well as asset management for reservoir engineering roles. So, so this is a lot to have done because you you you, you seem you look younger than than all of that <laughs> stuff that you just said. That's, that's so the shaving cream. You must be wearing it well, I guess, because <laughs> that's that's a lot. Um, Era was Era, of course, has a really interesting history. Um, all they always had. Um, uh, a lot of, I mean, they were at, even, even before we called it digital transformation. In fact, I had, I did an episode on the show with Joanne Meyer, mm-hmm. uh, who, who was one of the early engineers out there after era was Shell and, mm-hmm. and Exxon and Exxon. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shell and Exxon. Um, and that that's just split up recently, I think, right? Or somebody sold off part of it, or somebody. Um, I'm not sure. I can't imagine. I think either party would would sell some pretty good cash cow for I, both there portfolios. Was, I, there was some kind of transaction I saw about that recently. But anyway, Joanne was there in the early days, mm-hmm. and she talked about how even before we called it digital transformation, they were doing things there, mm-hmm. uh, very interesting things like like how do we make it so that anybody can sit in the chair of anybody else and do the job because mm-hmm. the tools and the processes and things. It, it, yeah, it's it impressive. very different than any other any other shop I've ever worked for. They, yeah. they look at things very different, very process-oriented, yeah. uh, very Six Sigma like lean. Repeatable. Repeatable, yes. yeah. perf, you know, perfectable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Aim for that. Yeah, yeah they, they do it in a very different fashion, and it works out for them. So that was a good place for you to start. Really. Yeah, So correct. you probably learned a good habits there. Learned oh. great habits there, yeah. and and a lot of that has stuck with me up until now, even in this space. So yeah, yeah, cool. definitely transferable. All right, so 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 you were a reservoir engineer, and then um, in, in unconventionals, which is always um, exciting. And uh, do you keep up with what's going on there still in that in that world? Because there's some pretty cool stuff happening there. Yeah, like tech wise, I, I try to keep up with it. Yeah, yeah, it's, there's some interest. So so, um, but we're not going to talk about that today. Um, and then, and then somehow along the way, you got like you kind of went down the direction of financial things. Yeah. So you know, from a holistic standpoint, I did notice the uprising of investment platforms for other industries. Uprising. You see the right. you see the the onset of investment coming from um, platforms that are targeting commercial real estate. It's been really big over the past yeah, yeah. you know eight, nine, ten years. And you're now starting to see in the most recent years that shifting to other industries. You see the art community really benefiting from that, opening up access to that. The art community, really? The art okay, community, that's probably that. the newest frontier, I would say. Um, investment platforms are opening up that, um, that asset class as an investment opportunity. Um, you also see it in farmland. You see it in right. you know, um, right. marine investments. And we're trying to make sure we keep up and introduce that to the oil and gas industry in a in a in a new and different way. Okay. All right. So we got we're gonna have to we're gonna have to figure out what that means here in a second because this is this is a completely different topic for this audience. But I think it's interesting. Um, like the the business part is interesting, mm-hmm. and uh, presumably you built some interesting technology to go with it. Um, but let's like like. Uh, like high level, broad, like what's the mission of, of uh, Petro funders? Yeah, the, at the highest level. And how many Petro funders are there exactly? Um, right now it's only one Petro funders. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and, and we, we have a launch of one product that we, we will get on and talk about a little later. Okay. Um, but the overall mission of what we're trying to accomplish is open up access to this industry from the standpoint of 
how of allowing others to benefit from it in a in an income fashion and in a financial fashion. Many yeah. people uh, many people know that the oil and gas industry creates wealth. Right. Sure. Right? Yeah. 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 We, well, we recognize it as usually. That. It usually, yeah, it, yeah. it aims to. Right. Yeah, it has not, the capacity to. Absolutely. Yeah. But mo- not many people know how to participate in that wealth generation. Yeah. Well. Well. It's a good point, especially living here in Houston. Um, so I came here and uh, my family moved here in 82, 1982. Uh, and um, it was kind of an oil industry related move in that my, my dad um, sold, he liked work, for, he, he sold industrial valves and things like that. So, mm-hmm. so early 80s, this is kind of where the action was until all of a sudden it wasn't, right, mm-hmm. in, in the mid 80s. But, um, um, but so I'm not, uh, I'm not native. Houstonian, but I've been here for a long time. And by the way, that is, the, 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 people have lost sight of this, but you are not a native Houstonian unless you were born here. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as, <laughs> as almost <Adopted>. or <laughs> anything like that, right? But there was always this sense of people who, there were always people I remember growing up, you know, well, I was a teenager at the time, but, but you know, people that, oh, well, they made money, they got oil money, right? They made money in the oil mm-hmm. industry. And, mm-hmm. and they weren't like, they were just regular people who just, you know, somebody was working in the right place at the right time or somebody discovered they had something on it. So it's an interesting, it never, so, so there was never a thought to any of us who were not part of that club that there was some way for us to participate in mm-hmm. it. Like you just missed your chance. You just weren't there. You weren't when, there. You're not in it. It's kind of closed door, you know, good yeah. old boys club. Well, there just isn't any, there was no avenue for it, right? Zero. So, so what you're saying is. We've created an avenue. Yeah. And for people a, to participate in the wealth of the. Correct. So my hopes at getting a Rolex are not completely dashed yet. They're there's not still, dashed. You have an opportunity. Pot, still, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, all right. So describe this. Uh, and I know you liked it. And when we, were, we were chatting earlier and you likened it to certain things that are going on in real estate and stuff like that. But I think talking about it in terms of, especially for this audience, in terms of how to participate in the wealth that the industry creates, like, 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 talk about it from that standpoint. Like, how did you guys come up with that idea? Yeah, I mean, the the, the, the real notion of it, uh, myself and my co-founder, Ryan Workin, he's, he's, he's an integral part of how we came up with the idea behind it, um, which was, you know, we had the opportunity to invest a lot in other deals, right? So right. in the background, I'm working at a company and managing, helping to manage a multi-billion dollar asset. And I'm sitting back and on a day-to-day basis helping make investment decisions. Right. So I really understand the industry. I understand the products um, in terms of what's coming out of the ground and, and how to make an investment decision on that at, at every level. Got it. And I said, hey, I would love to be able to participate in my own deals as an entrepreneur. Right. Um, working at a private equity-backed company is very much an entrepreneur mindset that you want to take on. Yeah. Because we're trying to create value for some sponsors. Right. When you take that mindset and say, all right, I want to go and maybe drill my own well or participate in a project um, and invest my own dollars. You know, yeah, if I have $100,000, I would like to be able to how do put I do that, that forth. Right. How do I do that yeah. appropriately? And I, I took a stab at trying to do that, and it was, it was unmanageable, right? It's, it's the wild, wild west. I'm yeah, like, just, how do you, just navigating how the landscape. Is, you know? yeah, and and yeah. then you get into these 
SEC terms, like being an accredited or non-accredited investor, it's like, well, can I legally do this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, what's what's the real right. protocol? How do I access this? Yeah. And that's something that that Ryan and I chose to really put our heads towards and, and start figuring out over the course of years and years of kind of planning and brainstorming and reshuffling, and then. Um, we kind of saw the emergence of all of these different platforms and in other industries, and we said maybe hey, that's the route. That's who, yeah. Right. So yeah, that's, so, that's really the, pla- the the path that it took. So you had to, um, right? So you have to cross the the bridge from I have figured out how to do this myself for myself mm-hmm. to or the two of us have figured out a way to do this. You have to cross over to now we've created a way where anybody can do this mm-hmm. um, in a in a controlled, predictable. Right. Well, and anyone, matter, anyone right? can access it. Right. right. So what we've built is the ability to access this investment class. And, and when you think about the oil and gas industry, it's a lot of ways to do that. Right. You can there you can make money from drilling wells. You can make money from, you know, um, transporting commodities. Right. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of avenues to do that. Yeah. Um, we've chosen to focus on but all of those things require you to be connected to somebody and have access to certain resources and be like you don't just like show up with no. your shovel and drill <laughs> a well, right? Correct. So, um, so, but what you're describing, the only, the only resource I have to have myself is really money, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we take all of the expertise right. and we handle that part for, on behalf of the investor who's putting money into our vehicles because we have the exposure in the, uh, to, on the educational side, on the experience side. We know how to do all of those things. Yeah. So yeah. the expertise doesn't just happen, you know, it's, our team has over 160 years of, ex- of combined career experience in the industry. 160 space. years. So you are older than you look. Really. I am. Yeah. <laughs> when you combine the team, yeah, yeah. We, we've been doing this for a while professionally. And yeah, yeah. Okay, so what exactly? So let's talk about what exactly. And I want to get to the the platform that you built, but um, what what exactly is is it that you're doing? Yeah. So what we've done is we've created the oil and gas equivalent of a REIT. REIT okay. being real estate investment trusts. You know, they, right. they make it really easy for investors to access income from income producing properties. Yeah. We do the same thing in, in terms of um, making it really easy for investors to access income from, the, from cash flowing royalties. So instead of us buying apartment buildings, we're buying um, royalties that are already producing income or soon to be producing income. And if you understand buying cash flow from a property, yeah, you understand right, so buying cash flow from a royalty. So, I mean, I of course I understand that, but just in case somebody doesn't, <laughs> yeah. So most most people, in case that somebody's say, what's me, a royalty? Well, exactly. Right. Well, so I understand. Uh, I understand what a royalty is, but why would somebody sell their royalty to you? A number of reasons, right? Yeah. Um, when you think about selling a royalty, you, you kind of have a few different people who may sell. Let's take a company, for instance, an actual EMP operating company. Right. Um, if you wanted to raise money for a project and you're not able to go to the capital markets to do that, whether that be the banks, whether that be other avenues. they're unhappy with you at the moment, right? Yeah. Right, <laughs> over, over recent performance. Yeah. Um, one way to do that, if you have um, a high NRI or a really high ownership interest, you're able to carve off a royalty package and bring that value forward and use that value to get to finance your your, your ah, operations. Okay. So okay. it's a, it's an alternative way for them to 
do business. That's one of the the, the pros. It's like giving up a future capital. draft pick, basically. Correct. Right? Yeah. Future yeah. draft pick for current use. Yeah. For right? the for the for the one that you want right now. And most companies are judged on a quarterly basis, right? Yeah. Now. So, yeah. You know, right. It's great to have that, but right. having that as an option is always an option to finance. Business. Right. Yeah. The future draft pick does us no good if our team isn't here anymore. Right. So. Correct. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's one person who may sell, um, but you also have landowners who own yeah. minerals. Um, who may say, hey, this this has been a great run, um, but I'm ready to carve off and, and go buy a yacht or go buy a right, boat or, right, right. you know, give some money. I'm, I'm ready to branch into another segment of business. Um, and they want to may want to finance something. Right. So it's, it's, a, yeah. it's a way for them to bring forth cash flow from a 20 year period up to current day today in the form of an exit. And we will. You know, uh, we can yeah, agree to yeah, that I price and yeah. we'll take ownership from there and, and go about our business. And But you don't have to sell all of it. You can sell a portion of it. Right, right. right. There's different ways to do deals. You could you can do it over a certain term and say, hey, this is for a 20-year period and it'll revert back and yeah, it'll still yeah, stay yeah. in our family. So you're, bu- so you're buying those interests and then effectively securitizing it so that other people can invest in that... Um, uh, or, or what exactly is happening? Now, yeah. So now you've done that. So yeah. The, so I say <laughs> I want a piece of the action there. What, what happens? Right. So you, you take someone who wants exposure to this particular business, um, cash flowing royalties in, in the form of regular income that they will get on a quarterly basis. Um, they'll go and they'll go to our platform, create an account, and be able to um, read over the documents and that show the details of how we'll go and our strategy on going out to do this. And then they'll make their investment and they'll sit back and we will, as a management team, go and place that capital alongside all the other capital that comes in uh, okay. on a monthly basis. So you're not so and purchase royalties. So I'm not investing in something that you already have in your portfolio. You're actually connecting my money with those buying opportunities, right? Correct. But you're still kind of benefiting from that depending on when you come in. So let's say you came in to, to the fund in month one. You, we go and purchase. Yeah, yeah, Someone yeah. who comes in in month two, you know, they'll come in at a, at a, a different, a different value, right, but right, right. Um, an adjusted value to reflect so, it. So, so, yeah. So, like you said, like a REIT or like a private Correct. equity fund, right? Correct. Same way that, that the, the PE guys, they raise money mm-hmm. and people come in at different times. and Right. Okay. All right, all right. But most times, if you wanted to be a part of a private equity fund, you know, you need to bring a couple million. Yeah. Yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What else you can bring? 10,000. 10,000. Okay, so 10,000 is the is the minimum. Yeah. Okay. Right. And that, that gives a, a really large latitude for investment, but also for people might who have take to go, some risks. I might have to go sign up for this afterwards. I could probably scrape together It would take you five minutes to do it. I could scrape together 10,000. <laughs> uh, might have to, you know, sell a few things, but... Um, uh, all right, so, so, so that's the concept. Uh, very cool. Um, and so you built a platform mm-hmm. to do this, and um, which, which sounds like you spent some time on it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's taken quite a long time. There's a lot of, of coding um, that goes into understanding how the platform would be used by, by users. Um, once someone makes that, that decision to want to make that investment, how do they see 
that? How do they track that? Yeah. How do they keep up with the performance? So what there's not like just some documents? sort of like third party platform that you can just buy and configure for this sort of thing. Um, no, we have a third we have a third party outfit that helps us actually do the, the, the coding and. But there's not like a Salesforce.com where you no. just go set it up the way you want it. Yeah, right? no, 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 no. Okay. It's, it's 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 very customized, and and we've spent a lot of time doing that part and trying to understand um, how all the systems need to work together and integrations need to work together. In yeah. order to to make it work properly, it's family day at the Canon. I, I see. That's okay. That's okay. That's <laughs> good. That's why we, that's why we like to sit out here among among the people. It keeps you on your feet. It does. I like that. It does. So, uh, <laughs> but but overall, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> it's funny. But overall, um, we've we've taken this platform that we've spent quite a bit of time on, and made sure that it's super easy for an investor to make an investment, that's step one, Yeah. right? So making an investment, viewing the actual documents that, that you know, legally describe what we're able to purchase and how we, are, how we plan to um, execute these different investment opportunities on their behalf. And then once they have their money in, how do they get their distributions in a really easy fashion, right? You're able to just check your account and it hits your direct deposit if you, if you invest in the, in the correct fashion. And from that, you're able to manage your, your documents for tax purposes, all inclusive, all, all through the, the dashboard. Cool. So um, so I want to get back to the dashboard in a second, but the first question that pops into my mind is, never mind how easy it is, how safe is it? Right. So that's that's always a big topic, right. a big like, question that like, comes up. Um, like, I know when I go to Bank of America and put my mm-hmm. money in there, like, I'm reasonably sure that... Like nothing's gonna happen to it, right? Right, right. And, and and but these yahoos come along with this idea about uh, <laughs> investing in oil and gas, right? Like yeah, how for to, for us, you know, we're an investment product, just like many other investment. So products. you're regulated. We're right? regulated by the right. SEC. Um, you know, we're registered with FINRA. That had to be a good time. That was that, a great time. That had to be a lot. Love of those guys. But it was also interesting and and made us be very thoughtful. But in terms of the risk. Right, yeah. we're an investment product. All investments carry inherent risks, and you have to approach it that way. We yeah. have a fiduciary obligation to For make sure. sure you understand that. Hey, prices—you know—you're you're getting exposed to commodity prices, and that's the risk that that you're going to be taking. Fair enough. Um, yeah. And it's an investment. Well, yeah, and so I was when I was thinking about safe, I was thinking more along the lines of, right. So, um, and it's good we had a chance for you to get that. This is a yeah. All investments carry risk, but. More safe, like, 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 is it technically safe, right? Right. Like, yeah. So when it when it gets into the, um, let's kind of frame it in the standpoint of um, drilling operations and yeah. investment into that versus not. We're buying a we're buying a cash flow, so this is a relatively less risky segment of the business itself of the of the sector itself because we're not going out and doing your typical business of drilling and trying to run an EMP business that has a number of different risks. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We're simply buying cash flow from an existing well, an existing production stream that typically has been on for, for years and years and is yeah. typically forecastable. Yeah. So we're not, trying to take... The, you're not wildcatting. We're not wildcatting, yeah, right? Yeah. So we're, we're trying to take that risk part of the business out and give you more of a risk to the commodity price itself. From the standpoint of it going up As opposed up to or the down. operational execution. Correct. The, the, yeah, the, from, the, from a liability standpoint, you're yeah, not yeah. involved um, in that part of the business. So, right. So your exposure is, is, ju- is your exposure is the market itself, not, not 
the ability of a particular operator Correct. to deliver on whatever they write. Correct. Yeah. And you're actually and you're also getting, you know, that that portfolio of cash flowing royalties that we're building um, is also being managed by our team. Yeah. On a day to day basis, we're actively managing yeah, yeah, um, yeah, those yeah. positions. So let's say you do have a company that, you know, we've went and, and purchased some royalties and that company is, um, you know, doing business in a way that's, that's producing a lot of debt and they're having execution issues and problems within the field. We're actively seeing that and we're able to refresh yeah, those properties. Sure. It's just the same way as like what, um, you know, I get these periodic emails from Merrill Lynch about my IRA and they say, by the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> we just pulled some money out of this and put it into that. And that usually corresponds to some sort of news headlines that I've just heard about. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And so. it's, it's interesting. You mentioned the IRAs. You know, we we are beginning to partner with Alto IRA to open up to make the it opportunity a, for people to use their 401ks as a qualified plan. As a qualified plan. Oh, that now that's now and a lot of the young people love that as too. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's great. I. I love the idea of being able to make money from the oil industry and tax defer it. Like there's a lot of beauty in that whole concept that I probably shouldn't, we won't get into right now, but yeah, not right now, (laughs) (laughs) but, but, um, uh, okay, cool. Now, what about this? Uh, there's been a lot of talk on here on the tech show for the last nine months, more often than I would, than I really would like to, we end up talking about cybersecurity. Mm Um, now, uh, you know, we're pretty, we're pretty confident that the big, you know, financial services companies have all invested tremendous amounts of time and money and everything mm-hmm. into their, into the security of their systems. Um, like, should I worry when I bring my, when I give you my $10,000, should I worry that somebody's going to hack, you hack be, into your, uh... no, you should be very <laughs> comfortable. You know, we use, um, a lot of third parties that are integrated into our platform and everyone is doing this type of business on a daily basis, and yeah. they're they're world class at what they do. Um, we're not the largest Presumably platform. Presumably, you're using one of the one of the big cloud providers, right? Correct. Yeah. We're using we're using some of the some of the biggest names when it comes to um, our integrations. When when money goes into the platform, mm-hmm. it's going to an escrow account, and yeah, that yeah. third party, you know, we're, nice. we're one of millions and millions and millions of dollars of transactions that's happening um, on a consistent basis through that platform and it's ex- extremely secure. Gotcha. So you should feel very safe, you know, with, with how we've thought through that part of it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Yeah, we have, the, we have the ability to manage, you know, thousands of investors and unlimited amounts of money when it comes to investment through the platform. Right, right. So as you, as, as you can probably figure out this this podcast episode has turned into my personal right, inquiry you're, you're about, interest, yeah. like, hold on now. <laughs> but that's what it turns into. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, it's, it's cool. It's interesting. So uh, let's talk about this, though. How does this, I'm going to ask this question with, a, with an assumed notion that it does help. How does this, how does this help uh, oil companies right now um, and all the things that, I mean, you know, they, there's a lot of pressure. Right, yeah. So, you know, what we're seeing with oil companies right now is a, a lack of investment, a lot, a lack of capital yeah. that is coming within the market for well, a number of reasons. They keep getting their reasons. hands slapped for you know one thing or another. One yeah. thing or another, and you know it's, it's it's not a lot of capital that's coming into the marketplace for them to utilize as investment to grow their company. Right. So for an oil and gas company, um, the way this product helps them is you know we're another player that 
allows them to have more of a financial instrument or avenue for them to fund their operations, right? That could be a mom and pop shop. It doesn't have to yeah. be a large company. I was just thinking it's probably good for like the small to mid-sized independents, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. You know, uh, if you want to go and, and carve off some um, a royalty to go and finance your this upcoming well that you have, or if you're a non-operated partner, you don't have to be an oil company. Right, yeah, yeah, You sure. can be a non-operated working interest partner, and you have, you know, there's there are 20 wells coming up over the next two years. Yeah, And yeah. you don't have the cash flow to fund that and participate, but you want to. Well, right. You can carve off a royalty, bring that value forward, and keep it's, the investment yeah. going. So I, I suppose that if you... I don't know if, I mean, if you could, if you could do enough of this, it might, um, it might help temper the effect that certain people on Wall Street might have. So right now, there's a small number of people that are kind of pulling all the strings and holding all the cards, right? And a lot of people in oil and gas, there's just not that many, play, like, you end up having to play by their rules. Um, if you if you have options, mm -hmm. then that causes certain parties to be a little bit more reasonable because now they have to compete with something else. Right. right. And, you know, our, our goal that is, might be a little lofty, but our, I, our I, goal is never to necessarily compete with Wall Street, but it is to provide another option. Right. So right. optionality is what we're, we're yeah. hoping to give as a financial instrument for right. companies and individuals to finance their operations or pull money off. Sure. But when certain people realize that they're not the only game in town, then they have to they have to become a little bit more reasonable in their demands and, and things like that, which is, which I, if I were, if I were an operator, like, especially like a small mid-sized operator, I'm trying to an independent I'm trying to raise money. Right. And, that, and, they, and they like all types of avenues. Yeah. Right? They yeah. don't, they don't like just going to wall street and knocking on the door. Right. You know, yeah. They, they like other avenues as well. I mean, if I'm X on our shell, I, you know, it's a different game. Correct. I, I have a whole different level of influence. Uh, but if I'm, um, you know, uh, e e well, I don't know, even somebody like Pioneer, I would guess, right? Maybe at that level. Um, are, are, you, are you seeing, I mean, are you seeing interest kind of at, like a, a varied, like at all level sizes? Shapes? Yeah, I, I think, you know, when you, when you talk about capital needs for oil and gas companies, from small to mid-size to even larger companies, such as the one you mm -hmm. just mentioned, um, everyone needs capital. The question becomes, you know, how do you go about getting that capital and what are you, what's your trade-offs? Um, so if it's, if it's a, a source of capital that makes sense for that particular operator, um, the size is, is less relevant when it comes to who would utilize that product. It's, it's always a, a, a use case, a use case for um, who would need it. You take a pioneer, they may be in a certain basin that's smaller and they're looking to grow that local footprint yeah, yeah 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 right well how do we fund this right. local footprint it depends on what assets not, are they trying to, right. to fund so sure. it all okay, depends on sense. what their what their goals are and, and how this product could be useful for, for them from a from a capital standpoint yeah yeah okay cool all right i'm gonna um i'll switch gears for just a second um so you are now you are now a small little company that has gone through the process uh the, the effort of building a software product, right? Which is not for the faint of heart. Um, it's a lot easier these days than it used to be, but um, uh, what like, uh, and that wasn't really your business before, right? Correct. So you kind of went into this whole thing we got to build. So um, lessons learned, guidance, wisdom, insights, having been through that now, what would you, what would you do differently if you, uh, if you were going to do it again? Um, 
I don't think I would do anything different necessarily. You know, I, a lot of us are engineers on the team. Yeah. Uh, my co-founder, we're both, we're both petroleum engineers by trade. Okay. Um, so we have a natural inclination of how we approach problems, how we approach um, solutions. Um, so from that standpoint, you know, I, w- I would say buckle up, right? If, yeah. if you want to create something that is in a space that you are new to, um, be ready to learn, be ready to, you know, um, learn and, and double check what, what you learn. Right. So um, that's that's probably the biggest part of, of what we have. There were many times where we make a lot of progress down a certain path um, on the technology side. Mm-hmm. And then we find a better way to do it that we didn't know because the, the person or people that we consulted with may have said this part and we found better information. And that happens. And that's really the continuous improvement process. Yeah. yeah. When you think about engineering and, and coming up with a solution. Yeah. So that's why we're really confident in the platform we have now, because we've we started this process over a year ago right. when it comes to effectively creating a, a software. But even that, a year a year to put that together, it's not bad, you know. Seven days a week. It could <laughs> yep. Eight-hour days, right? Yeah. Minimal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not really. Maybe 12-hour maybe days. Yeah, so you're glad it's over is what you're telling me. Um, well, we're eager to... to to bring forth the product, right? We're yeah. eager to launch and that's, the And that's happening now. I mean, you just, yeah, made, we, you we just, just announced we just that. launched recently within the last month. Yeah. Um, we just launched the platform and we just launched our first flagship product so people so, are able to access So my right 10,000 isn't going to be the first one, right? I don't no, want to be the first. I don't want to be the first 10 you, grand. You won't be the first there. 10 grand. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we're, we, have a, we have a lot of um, a lot of interest, a lot of people that are, are signing up on the platform. So It's a great idea. It's, mm-hmm. really, it's really cool. Um, um, and, and, well, and then so somebody out there might be might be wondering, hmm, well, how do these guys make money on it, right? So mm-hmm. is it like management fees, like a like a like a like a like a yeah, broker so would would do? It, or something it's like it's that? a combination, um, but we've we've built the most what we feel is the one of the more um, investor friendly vehicles, right? So we have a one point seven five percent annual management fee that's annualized. Right. Which is within the range of, of, of yeah, many yeah. other platforms. Like a mutual fund or something. And yeah. then we have a um, a five percent essentially carried interest. So think of it as a, a promo where when we send out a distribution on a quarterly basis, we just get five percent of what we send out. Yeah. We don't back into any other higher number. We right, don't, it's not a right, private right, equity right, model. Right. Um it's just, it's investor friendly cool. from that standpoint and pretty simple. Um, but what we're doing right now is we're allowing, you know, for people who invest on, through the platform before November 1st, we're waiving that annual management fee for six months. Ah, see, here we go. Here we go. Right. By the way, did you have a good time building all those business rules into the uh, platform? Right. That was a good. It was, that was very <laughs> fun and, and fun managing. And you um, think, and, and you start, so I used to, I used to run projects like this back in the day when, when it was a lot harder because, you know, the, the the software tools that we have today to assemble mm-hmm. applications and things are 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 so different from how it used to be, right? Um, it used to be so much more work. But when it came to those business rules, it was always like, oh yeah, this is pretty straightforward. And then you start getting into the details, and it's like, well, what happens if it's this but not that instead of this other thing? Then what yeah. happens to yeah. it? Yeah. Right? So yeah, my yeah. my co-founder um, Ryan Work, and he works on a lot of that side of it. Yeah. And I'll always we'll always go back and forth, and I'll say. Hey, yeah, let's just do this. It's really yeah, simple. Simple. Simple, easy. It's like, yeah. And um, we get into it, and Ryan's like, it's not that easy. Yeah. You know, you're not thinking about this, this, and this. And all so, these other things. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're really good at tag team and those type of problems. Cool, cool. All right. Um, so we're probably about at that point where we should wrap up. Um, 
Uh, Here's the cool part. Here's one more part. All right. So when you start talking about access, we're having this, you know, general conversation about a lot of topics, whether it's the industry, who can benefit from this capital. Um, But the core of it goes down to the oil and gas audience. When you think about those people in the field, when you think about those people who are working within the industry, they also don't have an opportunity to invest. A lot of times, right? Yeah. Right. If you're working the field, they're typically not they're not investing in the wells that they're helping bring on. Right. But they're working hard hours. They're working long hours. They have capital, but they don't have access. And these guys are extremely knowledgeable. That's a good point. It's not just outsiders. (laughs) Right. Even insiders. Yeah. Because, because, you know, a lot of people that work inside the industry, a lot of times they have nice kind of, depending on what company you work for, you might get stock grants. Right. Mm -hmm. But usually that's in some sort wrapped up in some sort of retirement program. And and they, you you know, they really, they have exposure through their money, their job and their future. But, but a lot of guys, they would love to own a piece of this production that's coming out. Right. Busting their butt. Like if I got 10 grand now, can I turn that into 20 grand? Right. Right. You know, a reasonable amount of time. We talked to a lot of field guys. They love this. Yeah. They love the opportunity, the concept of, yeah. Right. Go get a royalty. Right. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Very cool. So we're gonna put we're gonna put this stuff in the show notes uh, link. So there's like a website. Right? Yeah, petrofundersusa.com. Petrofundersusa.com. And um, uh, so we'll put a link there. Any anything else? So um, so I usually ask at this point, like, how do people learn more? Well, obviously they go to petrofundersusa and think. But like, what if I'm like still don't quite understand this whole thing. What are they talking about? Like, how do I learn more about that? Yeah, so the the easiest way is when you go to that platform and and you create an account, you automatically get an email from me. Oh. And you get to schedule a one-on-one call with me. No way. Yeah, we're spending a lot of time. Yeah. uh, Because it's important. Yeah. Right? It's not not enough to just say, yeah, go to the platform, check it out. Like, no, I want to spend some time. Let's have a conversation. Okay. Right. Let's let's talk through what we're doing, and if you don't understand it, let's schedule some time and here's some documents that you can read and go. So you're through. taking all these calls. I'm taking. This all isn't these calls. like the, like the Maurice Dukes voice actor who steps no, in. No, it's not a robot. It's not AI. <laughs> um, you get to see me if you want to have a Zoom call. We can do that too. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm so that's another reason calls. to get. That's another reason to sign up early because, um, because you're not going to be able to do that forever. Correct. Yeah. yeah that, that, that's, <laughs> so. I, I will. I will. You know. That will get oversaturated at some point but right now but by then you'll have enough people on the platform that okay now i feel i mean that's how these things go right if you're if you're asking me to be an early adopter Mm -hmm. then i need a little extra um extra attention extra education this is a good lesson for anybody who's out there like building new you know software platforms and things for people to use um because one of the things that factors into that a whole lot you probably learned about this in your is is like, how are we going to support it going forward? Mm-hmm. And how are you going to, right, like, like the whole, like, user support, community, yeah. everything has to be factored in. And the degree, the, the need for that is much higher when you're asking people mm-hmm. to be among the first wave. Correct. Right? And a lot of platform technology, app creators, you know, they get so caught up in the app, so caught up in yes. the technology, how great it is that they forget right. you have right. to teach people. Yeah. Right? It's still a person at the end of the day right. that's using this. And yeah. You know, if you want that to be successful, spend the time. So you are are also the customer success department um, for the the moment. I wear a lot of hats. Yeah. (laughs) I wear a lot of hats. Well, yeah. Well, small company. We talked about that before. Small Mm -hmm. companies, we all, you know, wear however many hats. But it's fun. So, yeah, yeah, it's really fun. Really enjoying it. You know, when when we have meetings and, and calls with investors who are signing up, 
meet a ton of great people, you know, from places you wouldn't even think, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's all over the U.S., some people who are not in the U.S. So, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a lot of fun people that we're encountering and, and looking forward to continuing that. Cool. All right, very good. Well, we will put, uh, we'll put information on all that in the show notes. We'll put your LinkedIn and... Um, and uh, that'll, I mean, that'll, that'll yeah, help people we'll, get. We'll have to have a, a, a episode where I come and tell you how, how it's going. You know, yeah. Six months from now, we, let's, let's we, give you an update. <laughs> yeah, you have listened, crazy you've listened to the show before. That's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, let, let, that, that would be great because you're launching it now. So mm-hmm. like maybe in, the, in Q1 of next year, we get together, we see how it's going and, uh, and, and talk about that. Cool. Well, Maurice, thanks for, uh, I know you're, this is a really busy week for you and you're traveling and everything. So I appreciate you making time. Yeah, no. Come over here to the Canon where, you know, I always say where the sun is always shining, but in fact, it's not shining today. It's not shining today. It was no. shining some yesterday. But, but. Uh, but it always feels like it's shining when you come here. So. Especially when you're inside. And when you're inside. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Thanks. And uh, have a great trip back to uh, Denver. You're headed back to Denver. Headed back right? to Denver. All right, cool. Thanks. Thank you. And there you go. Wealth creation that everybody can be a part of right here in the oil and gas industry. Uh, one of the greatest industries ever to, uh, to roam the planet. Um, I'm going to, I'm not, I'm going to be quick right now because I know that most of you want to go, uh, want to go back to the show notes and click on the link so that you could go sign up for Maurice's program. You know, just another great example of cool things that we can do with technology that help the industry, help the people in the industry, and also uh, help the companies in the industry. So that is going to do it for today, folks. Remember, anytime you hear somebody starting to talk about oil and gas, being behind the times, being old-fashioned, you know, not just really, not really being uh, hip with the latest in tech, just uh, first, you got to shake your head a little bit, then you got to point your finger. Well, you know, pointing your finger might be a little bit over the top, but you do have to give them that history lesson that I love so much and explain to them how we were tech before tech was cool. Check us out next week for another entertaining and yet useful episode of Oil & Gas Tech Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.